This is the Strength Through Food Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself possible by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food, getting rid of those old stupid limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long so that you, yes you, can have the health and fitness journey that you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. I've been there too. Binge eating, purging, over-exercising, under-eating, struggling to find balance, and now I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve and want to be. For the woman out there, who's looking to rid her all-or-nothing mentality surrounding the gym and food. For the woman out there who's struggling to find her sense of balance and her sense of normalcy around food. For the woman out there that's looking to remove her moral attachments surrounding food. You guys know what I'm talking about here. Labeling food as good versus bad or clean versus not clean and then letting those moral attachments dictate her overall food choices every single day. For the woman out there that has anxiety surrounding food, who's experienced episodes of binge eating or other possible disordered eating habits and fitness habits. For the woman out there who is tired of letting food dictate her life. And lastly, for the woman out there who's looking to rid her old stories surrounding her diet struggles and her relationship with the gym. For the woman out there that's looking to rebuild those things for life. For the woman out there that is ready right now, not next week, not next month, not next year, not in a few weeks. For the woman who is ready right now to experience her sense of strength through food freedom, This is what my one-on-one coaching is all about. If you resonated with any of those above things that I said, and you found yourself saying, that's me, me too. Wow, is she reading my mind? If that sounds like you, then apply for my one-on-one coaching today. Let's get into today's episode, everyone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. I hope you all are having a awesome day, that you are doing amazing, that you're having a great week, and that you are happy and healthy going into the end of this week. So today's topic, overcoming your fear of food, is something that is really, really prevalent with a lot of people who have struggled with their body, struggled with their body image, have gone through some type of eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors or even fitness habits. This is something that I see a lot and this is something that I work with very closely with all of my clients with to help identify what their fear foods are and what they have to do to overcome their overall fear of food. Because if you have experienced something like this, you know that it can be really, really crippling in a lot of different ways. So if you have experienced this, you have probably avoided certain foods altogether, perceiving them to be you know, high risk 
of being unhealthy or bad or will get you fat or whatever the case may be. And most of the time, they're highly palatable foods, which mean that they are foods that are a little bit higher in fat or higher in carbs and foods that we most likely label as junk. However, they can also be looked at on the outside looking in for some individuals as a healthy food. So when we think of brown rice, right, we think of it as the healthier alternative to white rice. And I'm not going to get into the actual, you know, nutritional components of that right now. Um, But for instance, we will always think that a brown rice will be healthier than a white rice. And with that being said, even though from the outside looking in, it may be labeled as healthy, for some individuals, they still may fear that food because it's a carbohydrate. So what I mean by that is people will automatically fear certain food groups and they'll think of uh, fat as being bad and carbs as being bad and they will avoid those food groups altogether. So although people will automatically think that that one single food is inherently bad for them or that one single um, macronutrient is inherently bad for them. That is the farthest from the truth. And this is something that I struggled with for a really long time um, when I was going through my eating disorder and trying to overcome it and trying to have a healthy, positive relationship with food. And when I was searching for the food freedom that I now have on a day-to-day basis. So I was afraid of so many foods, you guys, you name it. Um, Ice cream, pizza, pasta, oily foods, bread. Basically, I was scared of all the foods that I actually really enjoyed. I was so deprived of them that once I ate them, I couldn't stop eating them. And that's where my binge eating behaviors stemmed from. So... What I did to try to combat that was I avoided them altogether and my fears of those foods were so real that there was times when I would have panic attacks or where I would just avoid certain social gatherings altogether because those foods I knew were going to be in front of me and I felt so out of control around those foods. And I've shared stories like this before, but I even got into arguments with friends and family because I would refuse to eat certain foods. And it was really, really challenging to go out to lunch with me or go out to dinner with me or have me over for dinner because people felt like, oh, well, there's nothing that she quote unquote can eat. Um, And when in reality, there were plenty of things that I could have ate. Um, so if there was a rare occasion when I let myself have those prohibited foods, right, those foods that I was so afraid of, I would have to compromise it for, for it somehow the following day or the following a few days or even right after I ate them. So with that being said, what I would do is I would feel the need to hit the gym really hard. I would feel the need to not eat altogether. I would let myself get really, really hungry just so that um, I went longer times without eating, right? And what I was actually doing was I was still punishing myself for eating what I wanted, and I hated that feeling. I knew what I was doing was not beneficial for me, and I knew that it was a form of self-punishment 
right? But what that self-punishment does is it gives you that like immediate gratification that you're doing everything right because you were bad and then you were good because you're, you're making up for what you did. And we as humans, we love that instant gratification of um, knowing that we are getting right back on track and that we are, you know, stopping what it is that we're doing right now because we're being good and we want that validation that we are better now, right? But in reality, what you're still doing if you take part in, you know, over-exercising after overeating or over-exercising after you eat something that you may be afraid of is you're still punishing yourself. You're punishing yourself for what you're eating just like you would do if you're punishing yourself through binge eating or emotionally eating or stress eating or whatever type of action that you're doing you're still punishing yourself and that's not a great feeling when you really think about it is why do we feel the need to be mean to ourselves? right we wouldn't want to be mean to other people but why is it okay for us to be mean to ourselves? right so stop and think about that for a minute so like i said earlier people are so afraid of food as a whole or a certain or a certain food group right that this certain food group spirals into people's minds that this is the cause of their weight gain and therefore it just perpetuates their fear overall. It makes their fear even worse because they already let that perpetuation of that fear of that food dictate their overall choices, right? And they think that that one food and that one Food group is the cause of all of their possible weight gain or weight loss struggles. So a lot of the time, diet culture is often the culprit of this fear antagonizing. So um, food fear perpetuates us to develop rules for our eating behaviors, right? So everyone's a little bit different with this. So rules may vary from person to person. And these are rules that diet culture has supported and that they try to tell you that you are doing correctly, um, but they're also rules that you've come up with in your own head. So for example, um, I'll talk about restaurant meals for a minute. Some people who have experienced food fear, right, um, they won't want to go out to dinner because the food's preparation is outside of your control. You don't know how much oil they're using. You don't know how much butter they're using. You don't know what they're seasoning their grilled chicken with. Are they using too much salt, right? You literally think of everything possible as to why you should avoid eating at that restaurant or avoid eating that food altogether. And that's a really not a fun feeling to experience if you've experienced that. And that's something that I used to really, really go through. And I would sit there and literally like pinpoint everything that I couldn't eat and have such anxiety over how the food was possibly cooked just because I didn't cook it, right? So you might avoid certain restaurants or like I said, or individual dishes, right? So maybe you avoid eating fried foods uh, because you're afraid of how much oil and how fatty it is and you think that it's just going to cause you to spiral out of control when you eat it, right? Another example that diet culture has told us is that um, you are not allowed to eat past 6 p.m. due to fear that you will automatically gain weight, right? So this fear is also perpetuated by diet culture. And that is something that still people to this day, that is such an old myth 
people still to this day feel like they can't eat past 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. because their body's just going to automatically shut down and they're not going to uh, be able to lose weight that way. So another example that diet culture has told us of why we should be afraid of certain foods um, is fruit because of the high sugar content in fruit. And when I talk about these these myths that are out there, I get so, I guess you'll say worked up because they are the farthest from the truth. And you guys know that I like to debunk these myths and I like to educate people on actual evidence-based research in terms of fitness and in terms of nutrition. Um, and I don't spill bullshit to people um, so that they buy a product or they um, will feel better or whatever. I'm going to educate you on the actual facts. And that's what separates me from a lot of other coaches out there. Um, so if you are familiar with social media, you know that if you go on social media, you're going to see so many different fear tactics instilled into people so that they possibly buy someone's product or they possibly um, will, you know, feel bad about themselves and then look out for that help from that coach or whatever the case may be. Fear surrounding food is real and people will use that to their advantage. So, I'm going to debunk those myths because I can't talk about them and not feel the immense need to actually debunk those myths, like I said, of high sugar in fruit and fruit is bad and um, not eating past 6 p.m. because you think you're going to get fat. So it's time to debunk it. Fruit has this horrible reputation of being so bad for you. People get so freaked out over sugar. It's sugar, 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 right? However, a serving size of raspberries is a lot different than a serving size of fucking Skittles. Excuse my language. Actually, don't excuse my language. <laughs> it's who I am. You guys know that. So when you deprive yourself of fruit, or I'm just going to use raspberries, for example, you're going to be depriving your body of the essential micronutrients that it needs day to day to function and for you to have overall optimal health so think things like uh, minerals and vitamins everybody and fiber things that help regulate your digestive system allow you to have a healthy gut allow you to regularly go to the bathroom allow you to feel a sense of fullness right you're going to feel a lot different after eating raspberries than you will skittles and sugar is not the culprit of your weight gain it's just not what causes people to gain weight is not by eating fruit in itself. People gain weight from eating too many calories and not moving enough. So there is a big difference between the nutritional standpoint of Skittles versus raspberries. So I hope that myth is now debunked for you and that you can tell all your friends and all your family what I just said and help educate people on the reality of what it is that fruit has. And the second myth not eating past 6 p.m. because you fear like you're going to gain weight. And this is something that so many people are afraid to do. Um, and they will basically starve themselves until the next day because they feel like they're going to just gain all this weight if they eat past 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. So to debunk this myth, your body doesn't know what time it is. Your body knows when it's not eating enough or if it's ate too much, right? Your body knows when it's full. So... 
when people sit here and they say that, oh, your body shuts down and your metabolism shuts down past 6 p.m. or past 8 p.m., that's utterly bullshit. So if your calories for the day are overall in check and you come home from work and it's 8.30 at night and you're ravenous, right, but you are still under what your total calorie intake needs to be for the day, right? And then you eat, say, just a wholesome dinner, a dinner that's going to help keep you nice and full and a dinner that you enjoy, right? You're not going to gain weight just because it's 8.30 p.m. What that's going to allow you to do is overall adhere to what your calories are needed for for your overall body. And you're going to be doing your metabolism a, uh, a benefit because you're eating enough, So your body doesn't know what time it is, you guys. It doesn't know the difference between 2 a.m. and 4 p.m. It knows when it wants to be fed or when it needs to be fed. So remember that. Rant done. You guys know I get all my like passionate rants there. But I definitely felt the need to debunk those myths because I talked about it within the podcast. And it's really important to understand the reality of what it is that diet culture instills in us and why it's just a load of bullshit, everyone. So getting back into it, what's even more concerning about being afraid of food and food fear is the physical side effects. So I've already talked a lot about the emotional side effects that we get, right? Like anxiety or um, maybe getting nervous or even maybe getting angry, right? That there's nothing that you can quote unquote eat. But there's also a, a lot of physical side effects that go into food fear. So over time, because you have such an immense fear of food, you might severely restrict your diet and jeopardize your overall health. So you may choose to go hungry, right, rather than eating things that you deem questionable or are not good or bad. So because of the fact that you may choose to go hungry for a really long period of time, there's physical side effects to being hungry, everyone. Think about it. Your stomach growls, you get feelings of uh, irritability, you start to feel dizzy, you start to feel weak, right? Think hangry, right? There's physical side effects to being hungry. And especially if you're going a really, really long time without eating, but you're doing it on purpose because you're afraid of certain foods. So stop and think about that for a minute. Those physical side effects are not fun to feel. No one likes feeling hangry. And I'll make light of this a little bit. If I know that I'm getting hangry on my way home from work um, and I say I don't have a snack with me or it's going to take me a long time to get home because of traffic, I will go and get something to eat before I get home so that I'm not hangry towards my husband because it's a real thing. That irritability is a real thing and we don't want people and our relationships with other people to be hindered, right, because we're afraid of food. And that's something to to stop and remember is that your relationships with other people are a lot more important than your fear of carbs or your fear of fat or your fear of junk food or your fear of anything. So stop and, and remember that, that that physical side effect can also trickle down into other areas within your life. So if your goal is to have peace around all food, what can help you achieve that is having a plan of action to help get you there and the first and the most scary action and I know how it feels I've been there everybody 
would be to eat the food that you're afraid of. You have to just eat it. And now I don't mean force feeding yourself with it, right? You know, shoving it down your mouth. I mean, you have to give yourself that full permission to eat the food. And you have to remove looking at the food in this way that it's just carbs or, oh my God, it's just fat or it's this amount of calories. You have to learn to detach your thoughts of food in terms of what the calories are and what the macronutrients are, if you are familiar with that. And like I said, you have to give yourself full permission to eat what it is that you want. Or in other words, saying no to numbers that may surround the food. Food are not numbers, everyone. Food is food. I'm going to repeat that because I feel like that's something that's really important to remember. Food are not numbers. Food is food. And I feel like that's a really powerful statement and really sums up what it is that I'm trying to come across within this podcast today. So I know that that's super hard to do, but I promise you that it gets easier over time. And just because you chose, say, pancakes over an egg white omelet at breakfast with your husband or your friends or your family, your food choice does not dictate who you are as a person. You are not a bad person for having the waffles or the pancakes over the egg white omelet. In fact, you're doing yourself a service by eating what it is that you want. And you're working towards having that strength through food freedom that I talk about. And you're removing that fear around food that has been plaguing you for far too long. And I know, guys, I know how hard it can possibly be. But you have to give yourself that full permission. And you have to remind yourself that you are an amazing person just because you chose to have pancakes over egg whites. It doesn't dictate who you are. So this is something that I recently discovered that I still kind of was falling victim to. And I'm going to say it's because naturally I've built the habits over the years to kind of look for the healthier options first for, say, breakfast. I recently put up an IGTV video where I shared a story of going out to breakfast with my husband recently and instead of choosing the egg white veggie omelet I chose what it is that I actually wanted so you guys can head to my Instagram Julia with two underscores Feliciano to find that IGTV video if you're interested in watching that but this is something that I recently learned that I was still kind of doing and I was unintentionally doing it I didn't know that I was trying to but it came up in in my thoughts that there's times where I will still make myself something to eat and maybe automatically, rather than looking at the food as just food, right, I'll look at it as, okay, a protein, a carb, and a fat, right? But when you've struggled with food and you've struggled with an eating disorder in your body, you have to learn, like I said earlier, to detach yourself from calories and macronutrients and numbers if you are really looking to remove your fear around food you have to do that so for instance i'll i'll use what i had as a snack before i recorded this podcast i had a greek yogurt with some granola um some peanut butter some coke shaved coconut flakes on top and a little bit of honey 
right? So it was great. It was delicious. I enjoyed it. It, it, You know, it's keeping me full for the meantime. Um, However, when I was putting the honey on it, an old thought of mine came in like, oh, honey's just like empty carbs. Like there's no really nothing to honey, right? But I'm just adding calories here. And then I stopped and I thought about that. I was like, it's just freaking honey and it's going to make it taste good. And I want a little bit on it, right? So we're sitting there and reminding yourself that what it is that you're actually eating and why it is that you want it and reminding yourself that you do not, you are not the person who is in your head, you are thinking you are so bad because you are are choosing to eat something. You have to remind yourself of that. And, you know, this plan of action is really going to help you remove your fear around food. And it's important to try to have some type of plan in your head of what you need to do to really help optimize your overall mental health and make these improvements that you're looking for. So an example of another plan that you could take part in is having bigger goals outside of your weight or your food. So sometimes this may mean needing to have the guidance from a coach to help educate you on ways to practice this and having an individualized approach to also help you, right? So I am not against having body goals or, um, you know, wanting to change yourself physically. I've, I've explained that before on previous podcast episodes, but sometimes you have to look outside of what you look like and focus on bigger goals outside of your weight or your body, right? So what that means is having some type of bigger goal that has nothing to do with what you look like. Right. So for instance, for me, what made this shift for me was when I started working on my future and that was grad school at the time. Right. Getting my master's degree in exercise physiology, finding a career that I really wanted to be in and getting out of the career that I hated. And I've shared that story with you guys before. So that overall life shift that I was going through was what I needed to focus on and it helped me not focus so much on my body. And I've spoken to women who feel, well, if I'm not always trying to change my body and, you know, I don't know who I am. And they're so wrapped up in the gym and they're so wrapped up in their body image that they can't even think about what's beyond that. And I've been there and that was me for a really long time. I felt lost without just trying to change my body. Right. But I encourage you to think a little bit more in the long run and think about what it is that you ultimately want. And if it's always coming down to wanting to lose weight and wanting to look a different way, I hate to break it to you, but you're always going to be in that cycle of always just starting over and starting over and starting over. You have to have another bigger goal for yourself in order to remove your fear around food and in order to have a healthy relationship around food. It just can't always be about your body. There has to be more to it. And I hope that makes sense. So what you need to remember, though, is that this takes time, you guys. You're not just going to wake up one day and listen to, like, one or two, two of my podcasts and, you know, have a totally different relationship with food and, you know, wake up and love yourself and, you know, remove your fear around food. It doesn't happen just in in one or two days it takes time and it takes uh, you know discovering 
areas within yourself that are really uncomfortable to talk about. And it comes with doing that inner work that I talk about. You have to put the same amount of work into repairing your relationship with food and removing your fear around food. You have to do the same amount of work as you do with hitting the gym and making sure that you're, you're going to the gym all the time and taking care of your body. You have to put the same amount of work and effort into it. It needs to be a priority. But I promise you, the fight will be worth it and your life will become more clear because of the work that you're putting into it overall. So I know it's scary and I know it's hard to take that initial step, right? We feel comfort in being comfortable. But what's worse is knowing that there's more for you out there and then staying within that comfort zone that you've built. Nothing comes out of being in your comfort zone. Nothing at all. So stop and think about that for a minute. I want to take the time to remind you guys that if you are struggling right now and if you feel like you need to make this shift within yourself and you are ready to remove your fear around food and you are ready to start making the progress that you know deep down that you are deserving of and you're ready to overcome everything that you've endured in terms of food and your body image. Fill out my one-on-one coaching application today to work with me so that we can get you started on an individualized approach to help you heal your relationship with food, start feeling better about yourself within your body, start having better relationships with other people, and stop feeling as if you are always starting over. Stop giving the power of your disordered eating and the power of your negative body image control over you. And start making the progress that you want. Start imagining that version of yourself that you want. And get out of your comfort zone. I know that it's scary. But I promise you, the fight and the effort is worth it. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you thought about it. Let me know if you ever have any topics that you would love for me to discuss within this podcast. I love getting feedback and I love knowing what it is that you guys need help with and what it is that I can do to better serve you, the people who I want to help in this world. As a reminder, if you leave the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast a review on iTunes, it's the little purple app if you have, your, if you have an iPhone, um, you will receive a complimentary coaching e-guide to help you with one of your particular struggles. So all you have to do is screenshot me that review, uh, direct message me it on Instagram, Julia with two underscores Feliciano, and I will give you a complimentary coaching e-guide to help you with one of your particular struggles. It is my way of giving back to you in order to help you because at the end of the day, you know you want the help and I'm here to give that help to you guys. So thank you for tuning into today's episode, guys. I will see you in the next episode. See you later.